I want to actually take this moment to appreciate all the brown parents out there and especially my family because of all the good they've done for me growing up as a kid because I know I was a shitty kid growing up. <laughs> I used to ask for all these things I never wanted in my life yeah. or needed in my life. Like, I, no, I wanted them but I never needed them. Mm -hmm. These little pity toys, a new iPhone every year or every two years, a new back then there were no iPhones, they were Androids or yep. little Samsung phones. Mm -hmm. I used to shut up and sit down. Those are the same people to be telling girls not to wear dresses so that guys don't look at them. First of all, guys, be respectful. Don't pet you. Don't please. Don't pet don't, don't 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 stare. Catcall. Don't nothing. Don't catcall. Don't tease. Be fucking respectful. And if you think that doing, I think there's a stigma somewhere that they believe that doing this kind of stuff makes them cool. Please, it doesn't. Where is where is this coming from? The being cool part comes from. I don't yeah. Know. Have you watched some Tabori movie and realized that somehow it makes you cool and somehow... Mm, probably they watch Kabeza. <laughs> somehow you think that if you do that, a girl would be attracted to you. And maybe, maybe at some point in your life, a girl was attracted to you for doing those things. But it doesn't let me give it to you in a way that you will understand. It's not going to last. That's not what a healthy relationship lo looks like. Don't aim for toxicity in your life just because you can't find anything else. Don't settle for toxic stuff in your life just because you are alone and you're feeling miserable. Stay that. Work on self-improvement and then find someone who appreciates you for the way you are and you don't have to feel like you're settling. And the way we were talking before about... Um when I think about toxic relationships, I always think about um, two unhealed individuals coming mm -hmm. together. And what do you get when you mix two bad things? It's not going to be good, obviously. It's, this is not physics. Two negatives don't make a positive. It's not when it comes be, to trauma. It's not going to be, you know, so that's what I think. Yeah. Two unhealed individuals coming together is obviously bound to fail. I'll tell you what happens when two healed individuals come in together, two healed self-aware individuals come self -aware in together. Self-aware is the word. Two healed self-aware individuals come together, then they find something that's going to long, last long and probably be something worth holding on to. Yeah. But before you get into a relationship, what you need to understand is that you don't have to get into a relationship just for the sake of getting into a relationship. Because mm. that's what teenagers are doing nowadays. They think that it's vital to be in a relationship. It's part of their status quo, status yeah. forever. And it's um, because if they don't do it, they're not considered cool. That's sad. Let me tell you something because I'm not a teenager anymore and I've passed through stages. And I'm 21, so. None not of us is a teenager anymore. Yeah. And let us tell you that it's okay to go through high school without being in a relationship. If you don't find the right person, you're not missing out on anything. Maybe there's a very good chance that you're avoiding a lifelong trauma. Speaking of personal experience. Trauma.
<laughs> lifelong trauma. Yeah. And trauma comes in different ways, you know. Exactly. I've seen um, people um, belittle other people saying, oh, that's nothing. I've been through way worse than that. What is that? Yeah. Don't do that. What Don't that? trauma shame anyone. Trauma okay. shame is an actual thing. It's a thing. Yes. Don't trauma shame anyone. Just because your trauma, if no, no, just because you believe that your trauma is worse than the other people, don't shame them on that. Everyone has their own battles and struggles they're going through on a daily basis. And the fact that you go and tell them that my trauma is worse than yours, it's both of them have traumas at the end of the day. And the fact that you are telling or comparing traumas just goes on to show that you're not on the path of healing, healing but yeah. quite the opposite. Ego. You're on an ego path. Yeah. Lose the ego. Dude, it's so rich coming from me. I used to be an egoistic individual. When I was a teenager. Self-aware king. Self-aware. We love to see that. <laughs> like when I was a teenager, I would have this built-up ego like I'm the best. Because mm -hmm. I had this thing shit. in high school. I was the shit. No, I was the shit in high school. Yeah. And uh, I used to be one of the popular ones. I used to be one in the relationship. I used to be everyone... One that everyone knew mm -hmm. who I was. Yeah. Every teacher knew that who I was. Mm -hmm. And people would, I don't know, like people would like to be friends with me. Mm -hmm. So which built up an ego inside of me yeah. that would make me think that I'm the shit and you ain't shit in front of me. Mm -hmm. The minute I left high school, it humbled me to a, to a, come back to that Earth. level. Yeah. <laughs> and it tells you that high school is just, just that's what it is you leave high school you go to college you leave the college you leave your country that, that humbles you that really humbles that you humbles coming you. back to a new country you leave your country and you go to a different country and then it hits you you and shit yeah and you you have to start all the way from down and build your way up exactly you know and and that's when you when you do that when you build your way all the way up from the bottom and then you lose the ego for me, biggest part is mom and dad, if you're listening to us, I used to be very, very, as a child, demanding. And I have to, you know, as a child, you love to have fine things in life, good yeah. things, you see your friends. I was always the type to mom, I need this, dad, I need that. Yeah. And they always provided. Yeah. In a way or the other, they always provided for me. Yeah. But when I came here, had to start my job, mm -hmm. then I realized, hmm, I don't need that. Yeah, you know? I don't need that. I want to actually take this moment to appreciate all the brown parents out there, and especially my family, because of all the good they've done for me growing up as a kid, because I know I was a shitty kid growing up. <laughs> I used to ask for all these things I never wanted in my life yeah. or needed in my life. Like, I, no, I wanted them, but I never needed them. Mm -hmm. These little pity toys, a new iPhone every year or every two years, a new, back then there were no iPhones, there were Androids or yeah. little Samsung phones. Mm -hmm. I used to, how do you nibble like that? I don't know, I just love it. Okay. Moving to New Zealand. Mm. What was that like? For me, I always used to love mm -hmm. the idea of going abroad. Yeah. And eventually I'm here. Yeah. 
I know you told me the story of how it happened. Do you mm. want to tell it again? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So in my family, I live. I have an elder sister. So I always used to think that going abroad would be it's either me or my sister. And obviously she's older, so you know she get the first chance. Yeah. Yeah. So. Then my dad and mom ask her if she wants to go abroad and she says no because she's a little bit shy by nature, you know. And then in my heart I was like, hmm, I really want to go but I'm only going to let my mom and dad approach me. Yeah. I didn't say it by myself, you know. You're not going to give it away. Yeah. And then when my mom and dad told me, do you want to go to New Zealand? There was no hesitation as such. Yes. I'll take it. I'll go to New Zealand, you know. Uh, not even New Zealand, go abroad, because we were considering Australia, Canada, and uh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, these are know? the three countries you look for. For when you go. When you go, yeah. And then I remember asking my sister, are you sure you don't want to go? But then she tells me, no, I'm sure I'll stay here. And then I was like, here we go. I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. So here I am now. It's been a very good time, yeah. but with its own challenges, challenges as well. How yeah. has yours been? More or less the same. Mine was pre-planned. It wasn't like um, who's gonna go first or what. Mm -hmm. I was on the list. Yeah. So um, I was doing my graduation, and I think I was preparing it for two years now. Mm -hmm. As soon as I got out of high school, I'm like, I'm gonna go abroad. And I'm gonna do my graduation from India, and once yeah. I'm done, I'll do my masters from abroad. Mm -hmm. So I started preparing during my second year, doing my student fees. Lord knows I got any work done. It's a lot of work to be done. You gotta yeah. write a statement of purpose or stuff like that to the college oh, yeah. and then to the visa. Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, I started preparing, got my visa and had a lot of drama towards the end of it, which we talked about in the last podcast. You should, you should hear it. Um, Listen to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I got my visa and I came here. Moving here was very... Overwhelming. Overwhelming. Not over, not, not under. Overwhelming. Fair enough. Yeah. Because it's not what I expected. Because you grow up, you watch these movies, yeah. and you have an idea at the back of your head that this is what an abroad or going out of India looks like. Nothing like that. <laughs> because all those movies talk about the United States of America. Yeah. yeah. We're not obviously going there. Um, you come to New Zealand. It's not what they show in the movies. It's a lot similar like the villages of India. A lot of greenery, a lot of grasslands, a lot of sheep and cattle. And beautiful though. Beautiful. No, no, no. It. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. But there's no tall buildings like the fucking Times Square or, you know, the Empire's building or stuff like that. Nothing like that. That's only in Auckland, maybe Wellington, yeah. something in Queenstown. Mm -hmm. Not really in Queenstown. Not really? Queenstown is a hill station. So yeah, Wellington and Auckland, that's it. Outside of that, it's nothing what you would expect. So when I came, I the first I, my college was in Rotorua, mm. landed in Auckland, immediately got into a cab that was sent by my college, my hostel. Yeah. Took me to Rotorua, never actually got to sorry, explore Auckland mm -hmm. and uh, went to Rotorua and like, what the fuck is this? This is worse than Delhi. Yeah. This is not what I signed up for. Mm. Took me a while to adjust, get adjusted to the whole idea that this isn't—it's gonna be way lower than your expectations. Mm. But I found my fun around it. You know, you find your ways to have fun around it. For me, it's different because mm -hmm. coming from Mauritius, it's only—it only gets better. 
for me, it's like Portlaoise is buildings, yeah, but it's a totally different lifestyle and totally different scenery, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's different in a for you, you you were thinking oh Delhi and then this and that, but you still find your own joy, your happiness, exactly. you know. Yeah. But the initial moment of oh, this the first impression, I would say. Maybe first impression. First yeah. Like this is not what I hope. But for me, first impression was really good. Yeah. I remember from the airport coming to my hostel, I was like, "You, you lived in Auckland ever since you got yeah, there." Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Difference. That's, that's what difference. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I recently moved to Auckland mm. in April this year. Yeah. So that's one of the big differences. Yeah, and also the loneliness com- that comes with. Um, it hits you. For me, I would say it's. I'm lonely. When people say homesick, I was homesick probably for two weeks when I came here. But other than that, I miss my family. I miss you guys, okay? But okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I miss my family, but I also love the independence. I would say yeah. Yeah, it's got a little, little bit to it. Mm. The independence. Yeah. It's not. Okay, it's not because I'm not with you guys. It's exactly not. yeah. It's, it's, it's not because that. I'm not in my country. It's not because I'm in Delhi. I hated being in Delhi. I hated every minute of that overwhelming feeling that anyone's gonna come from the opposite side of the road and hit my car. It's the overwhelming feeling of being in a in in one of the most polluted cities in the world, mm-hmm. one of the most crowded cities in the world, one of the most populated cities in the world. It was getting to congested i was getting what's that word when you are phobia uh, claustrophobic claustrophobic i was getting very claustrophobic i just got a thought why people watching will be like oh are you the next birdas you're sitting here and you're criticizing delhi i'm not i i have a special place in my heart for delhi i just got that thought i know i know no, I, I need to clarify. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I don't get sorry. I don't get an FIR against me you or don't cancelled. Get canceled, yeah. <laughs> I have a special place in my heart for today. I spent nineteen years in that city growing up. Nineteen years, it's a long time. I explored every inch and corner of that city there is to explore. And ever since I got my hands on a scooty or a bike or a car, I just travelled and did nothing else. So I I love Delhi, but I just didn't see myself growing up in a place yeah. like Delhi. It just didn't fair, seem yeah. very viable for me at the moment. Yeah. And I'm really happy with the decisions I make. It's been four years that I've been in New Zealand and couldn't have been any better than that. Maybe? Yeah, no. I don't yeah, Me too, because if I say maybe if my Mauritian friends are going to listen and watch and I love my country. I really love my country, but it's something I would visit. Um, you know, I would go there to spend time with my family, but I don't see myself growing old yeah that's the that's the thing people usually say growing up but talk about growing old and all that noise and honk do you know how common Maybe in your it country is knowing to mine. honk yeah. in Delhi oh yeah my country as well honk. so common yeah. here when you when I came first to New Zealand no one was honking I'm like do the, do the cars not have horns yeah. or what's <laughs> happening here and then I found out eventually that People just don't honk it unless you've been driving like a maniac. Really? Yeah, that's basically getting abused. If you get honked that, which means you got abused, is the equivalent of on daily roads. You know how you go, oh, kaise chala hai? <laughs> That's the honking uh, yeah. equivalent of here, New Zealand. So, yeah, it's some things that you get used to it. One of the other things that I had to get used to is the shops close at 5. 
that's a lot a, a thing that many Indians have told me that they yeah. were expecting it to close way up to at All night. of the shops go until nine at least nine is nine the cutoff, or yeah. maybe sometimes eleven. All the shopping malls are open till one in the morning. Yeah, which is like what the fuck? Because <laughs> initially I was under the impression the shops will be open and yeah. only warehouses open till nine. Warehouse, I think Kmart. Kmart. Kmart's open till midnight, but we didn't get Kmart in Rotorua until one year after I moved oh. to Rotorua. Mm. So when Kmart opened, it was a big deal. Kmart. Kmart, yeah. So people got you. People got you. Get used to the fact that shops are not going to open beyond five, and yeah. you just do your shopping before that. But it's still very boring because you come from a place where shops are open till one exactly, in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. It's like. It's, it's a like a shock. It's a big change. Big change in shock. Even in Auckland, a lot of the shops close at five. Yeah. Sure, the food and takeout shops are gonna open, but yeah, yeah still. Still. But for me, the lonely part came maybe recently. I would say. Recently. Due to recent oh events. my god! Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's like I miss home. But how do I say that? I just miss home. It's like a feeling you get when she misses home in a way that she does not want to go and live back there. She misses home in a way that she wants to visit there, stay for a month, spend time with the family, and then come back to her life in New Zealand. Yeah. Is that yeah? That's that's the... the proper way of terming yeah. it. I miss home, so I just could see them for a while, and then I get back. Yeah. My seem I don't know. Some people would tell me I'm selfish. Selfish? No, no. It's but I don't selfish. know. It's just mean. I don't think it's selfish because if you manage to get out of your regular, everyday, boring lives, this is what Tamasha talks about. Because if I was in India, I would be working for, and I can tell exactly where I would be putting. I would either be working for a travel agency mm-hmm. because I did tourism, tourism yeah. or a host, or a hotel, yeah. or a hospitality agency, and working for one-fourth of the money that I'm earning right now. Mm-hmm. Flash news. You get paid shit in India. Yeah. And Or I would join my father's business yeah, and, yeah. get and work there. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad thing, except I think at, at, a, at a certain point he didn't want me to. Not that he said, no, you can't join my business. He's like, I know you want more with your life. Do, yeah. And you wouldn't be condemned mm. doing business with me in India. You're welcome to if you want. Exactly. It's good that he didn't pressure. It's not gonna make you happy. Yeah, obviously. And he was right. Yeah. I don't see myself doing that. So here I am. Now talking about when parents um, tell you what to you know to study and stuff like that. Another one. Which sums up our initial topic, mental health. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Yeah. So. Some people, some parents forcing their child to take up a study, which. Arises due to various reasons, to be honest. Maybe the mom wanted to become a model and then, you know, is sort of projecting, but it's... It is it is what it is. That's the way that comes to my head, projecting mm-hmm. that on her daughter to yeah. do modeling with him. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the fair and lovely creams come from. <laughs> yeah. Or otherwise, just uh, for money reasons, you know. But without considering that the child might not be happy in the job that they do. Yeah. Um... A lot of it comes from, I told you, I've been talking to my sister recently on what she should do with her field. A lot of it comes from the fact that they have seen the practical world way more than us. 
we've been in schools when when this conversation usually happens at some stage of our lives usually happens when we've been in schools for most of our lives and we don't know what the outside world looks like but they do they've seen all sorts of jobs they've seen what people do mm-hmm. and they know which field is the most profitable ones so yeah. for them they're doing the best for us that they can yeah sure, sure. but that only comes if you don't force your kids mm. you know like my dad you make them see the perspective and let and them choose let them decide know? my yeah. dad he said engineering is a good prospect mm-hmm. and i'm like i'll give entrances but i'm going to be shit at it so i ended up doing tourism yeah and i'm happy with it would i be more happy if i pursued something else such as investment banking or stocks yes absolutely but i i'm not i'm not one to look back at my past and be like full of regrets. I wish, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't do that. Because the fact that you can't do anything about it makes you powerless and that negative thinking gets to you every time. So and every time. Every, every time. Every fucking time. I used to be like that and I was think at night thinking if only I would just do something like because back then stock markets and stuff it's not a very common even now. Mm. People don't invest in the stock markets in India. Okay. And it's not a very very common field like there's engineers lawyers boy doctors and it's not one of those fields you just don't get to become an investment banker or a stock broker so <clears throat> it's nothing you can do about now yeah, you do true. with what you have and you be happy about it because what's the point of being full of regret unless you can do something about it yeah I think that's one thing that I'm still working on because mm-hmm. I still do take like myself very um you you ponder over things what yeah. could have been but I am grateful that now I have the ability to bounce back you know mm-hmm. maybe not as quick but you know what are these things mostly about that you regret mm regret maybe not regret but constant worry about am i doing the right how thing I, how i could have done things differently how i could have done things differently which is a bad way of thinking but yeah getting there i would say it's not a bad way of thinking it's a very human way of thinking everyone thinks like that yeah it's how you the, proceed from that exactly which the, matters what what you need to realize is that you cannot change the past time mm-hmm. travel hasn't been invented yet <laughs> and even if it would that's not how time travel works because i'm not going to explain time travel to you watch end game you're going to realize what time travel is but the fact that you cannot do anything about your past should be enough for you to realize that be content with whatever stage you're at currently in your life and maybe live accordingly in the future you know take that in mind i'm not saying that don't think about your decisions in the past do think yeah. because those are the decisions that will help your decisions in the future predetermine what you exactly is it because if you just be like oh it's done don't do that as well that's a very negative thing to do because mm-hmm. you need to keep in consideration so you can prepare for what's to come yeah and then be like okay this is how i acted before mm-hmm. this is how that resulted yeah. but i don't like how it resulted so this is how i'm going to act now yeah i think that's the only time i think about past is to mm. get an idea yeah. of how it's going to determine my future. Yeah, for that as well people have broad variety of how they cope. Yes. You know, coping yes. mechanism is another thing that 
Yeah, for you. Right now, you're looking at your drink. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but yes, people cope differently. People have different ways to. But eventually, I'm, 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 I know that people take their time, but eventually they figure out what's need to be improved on. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gushish. It's been six seconds since my last drink. <laughs> and I am not an alcoholic. And I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, at least I know that in a stage in my life where I was using alcohol as a coping mechanism, at least I was aware that it's an, it is an unhealthy coping mechanism. Yeah. So it was short-lived. Yeah, but some people imagine now. Some people actually don't. They still don't. keep going on with it. Yeah. But yeah, my, maybe my coping mechanism would be just not talking and either crying too much or just not talking. It's mm -hmm. not in a very good way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think about therapy and uh, mm. Indian minds and stuff? Well, um, I think a lot of people, maybe in Desi societies and stuff, are they quick to know when you say you're going to the gym, that means you're going to improve your physical body. I'm going to the gynecologist, that means something is wrong with, you know. But mm -hmm. as soon as you mention therapy, but you're not crazy. Why are you going for therapy? Yeah. It, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. People think that if you're crazy, you belong in the mental hospital. Mm. Or you're not crazy. There's no in-between. People need to start realizing that there is somewhere in-between where people can be cured. Okay, first of all, it is important that you realize that mental disease are as worse as physical diseases. They are a thing. It happens. People suffer from it and people can be cured from it given the proper therapy and medication. Yeah. Such as depression, anxiety, ADHD, a lot of, lot of yeah. uh, numerous things, you know. And there's also like different types, there's chronic anxiety, chronic depression, there's like types and forms. Yeah. That people need to realize that it's a thing. Some Therapy. people don't think that eating disorders come under mental health. It actually does. Some people would say, oh, oh and I'm not eating, eating I'm going to die. But there's a difference in someone saying that and someone obsessing over the fact that they cannot eat, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So some people would just say, oh, just don't eat then or just eat a little bit more. But yeah. it's not like that. Mm -hmm. Eating disorder is a mental disease. People that go through it, I, I don't know what you're going through, but I do sympathize with you guys. I've had friends that have had eating disorders and that have been dismissed by their parents saying it's just mood swings. Mood don't, don't name it as mood swings. It's not mood it's swings. It's not mood swings at all. So don't do that. Don't name it mood swings. It's far apart from what mood swings look like. Mm -hmm. And let your kids go to therapy. Don't don't think of what the neighbors might think. Don't think yeah. of what the society might think. Think of what you want for your kid. Would you rather have, now I'm going to be very controversial, would you rather have your kid go to therapy or would you rather your kid kill themselves? Mm. And I'm grateful that my dad actually support uh, the view of therapy. Because mm -hmm. obviously recently, 
you told me to go to therapy, which I will consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but therapy is something that when you go, so expensive. First, it's really expensive, guys. And and and, New and as a student, I don't think I would have been able to continue. But yeah. Yeah. And also very difficult right from the first. Have the acceptance that it is okay to be hard on yourself, but at the same time, have it at the back of your head that you are being too hard on yourself. Have the awareness yeah. so that. Once you come come from the trip that you're being too hard on yourself, you realize that I was being hard on myself. Mm. And the next time, it gets better every gets time better, you... Yeah. yeah. But for me, it's like figuring out where to... Because, you know, when you when you ask people how they're doing, sometimes they would say, I'm doing fine, but yeah. you're actually not doing fine. They're not. So, for me, I don't know where the line is, but... Mm. I remembered what I was going to say when we took the very first thing. Remember, I forgot what I was going to say. I just remembered men's mental health, mm. which is so much so underrated, yeah, or not discussed as widely as mental health in women. Mm. And uh, you know, last month was November was World's Men's World's Mental Health Day. Not a lot of people knew about it because men have this habit of keeping things to themselves. It's a very toxic thing, but. Yeah something that it's it's not even something that we grow up with it's something that's built into us that's one of our core things maybe grew up and built i would say a bit of both yeah, maybe a bit, a bit of, of both, both maybe. that we see um our dads or grandfathers in our family keeping the stuff to themselves when yeah. they come from work they don't discuss much about that mm-hmm. so we assume that maybe we're not supposed to tell our sorrows or our sufferings yeah out loud because then then the society would think that we're weak. Mm. That's another thing. If you talk, if men talk about their mental health, they're considered weak. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Don't, don't do that. Because women talk about their, women, women are very vocal about their mental health and it's a good thing. We need, men need to be as vocal as women are about their mental health so that they Everyone. can be addressed. Because people don't realize how much men suffer in solidarity. Solidarity, yeah. Men solitude. Sol- solitude. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't realize that they're just suffering, and it just never comes out. Sometimes it just happens. They just get used to it. Yeah. Because I often come across these stuff, and like, who would you call? Asking to a man in a general interviews, who would you call if you were going through stuff and. 80%, 85% of the answers were no one because no one cares. And it makes me really sad because they're it's definitely, like they have misunders- they're definitely like, people yeah. out there that cares. Your family, your mother, sister, your significant other, yeah. your, I don't know, there are people that definitely care, mm-hmm. but somehow it's built into their system that people don't care. Yeah. So they suffer in silence, mm-hmm. in isolation. Yeah. That's the word. Isolation. Isolation. And don't let anyone know. And therapy is a long shot. Because if they think that they're not supposed to talk about it with their families, how do you think they're going to talk to a stranger about it? Yeah. It's a long shot from that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, men's mental health should be something that needs to be considered really seriously. Yeah. Especially in India. Because I think white people are getting more aware of this now and 
they are getting therapine but then again therapy in India is still considered taboo for even just general people maybe girls are doing it but men find it really difficult for them to admit that they need therapy or they somehow seem weak if they need therapy you don't you're yeah, actually you're... being really strong mm. so go get therapy <laughs> therapy helps therapy helps maybe as a student you will eventually don't have the money to afford it but one two sessions or three sessions that you can afford just go for it or go go look at online podcasts and listen to therapy ther- therapeutic podcasts yeah. podcasts help as well podcasts. when understanding your own emotions your own feelings yeah. you could listen to podcasts because there are people literally talking about their own experiences how they overcome that how they went to therapy and how it helped them yeah because sometimes you know when you struggle with mental you have the idea that i'm the only one that's going through dealing, it but then you will realize that it's a normal thing but people take it as you know yeah And that's the good thing about social media. That's one positive one side. One positive side about social, social media. media that you can go and see how many people are suffering from the same thing that you are and be happy not happy but be content with the fact that you're not the only one and it's all right and it's okay to ask for help. Mm. Ask for help and get the resources you need to on your own journey. Yeah. It might not be the same thing that will help you but on some level you will get the base of what you need to improve on yeah and a lot of people fail to realize that it's therapy is not magic it's not supposed to just magically heal you it does a lot more that people don't seem to realize maybe you're on a negative path in your life in your mental health and it puts you on in a different direction at least now maybe if you don't if you're not healing at least you're on a positive path you're not going backwards Yeah. Because if you don't go to therapy, you just keep going backwards and you your mental health is deteriorating oh, by the day. It's like it comes here and then goes back and it comes to an ever low state. Yeah. So in order to for that to go there, that point is therapy. Do that and you'll see a significant difference not immediately, but somewhere down the line you will realize you will look back and yeah that therapy was good for me yeah, you will realize that you were your own you know you adopted unhealthy coping mechanism your own limiting beliefs so it's going to go and you're going to actually improve on it yeah so go get therapy that should be our conclusion right yeah yeah um with that in mind thank you for being a guest on the very first in person Oh yeah, Podcast. in person. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. I'm very much passionate about this one because you know when you struggle with it then you know it. Mm-hmm. And that was it was really nice. It was fun. It was fun. And um until next time guys, thank you for listening. Thank don't you forget very much. to like, subscribe, share and don't send me any messages regarding the podcast. <laughs>